Hey everybody, this is Terrell Cummings. This is episode 21 of the Always Relevant Podcast. We have Dane and DJ back on the show today, going through a host of different topics, going from everything from uh, the Bengals to UD Basketball to Dane's Lift Chronicles to NBA All-Star Weekend, the Astros, Houston Astros cheating scandal, uh, the best places to eat after 2.30 in the morning and before the sun comes up, uh, the 40th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, and we have a couple of rapid fire segments. So I'm glad everybody's here. I'm glad everybody's on. I'm looking forward to the show. Hopefully you are too. Uh, listen up. Here we come. Hello, everybody. It is episode 21 of the Always Relevant Podcast. I think DJ just popped online. Um, Dane should be on here shortly. Uh, what's going on, DJ? Oh, never mind. There's Dane, too. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Good. Good. How you doing? Good. Hey, Dane, DJ has made an appearance. He is, uh, sounds like he's in his car on this drive, so, uh, glad he's here and everything like that. Um, yeah. It's a road trip of awesomeness. Yeah, I question that severely, not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, it's not. I, I just had to go into the office for a little bit on my way home. I got you. You go put out fires. Well, I wasn't creating them. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we're just gonna do the normal thing today, man. Glad you guys are back on. Um, got a bunch of stuff we're gonna talk about. I'm not gonna get into the intro because I've created the intro, but I will here shortly. Um, but yeah, I'm going to kick it off as normal with my. Uh, how are you or how are you really? So I'll start off with me. How am I? I'm cool. How am I really? I'm cool. Nothing crazy or terrible happened in life besides lack of sleep and prepping for school. I did get uh, my first student loan. Um, I guess uh, my first student loans have started out there for grad school. So, I mean, it's tough seeing that, uh, you know, about just under 9,500. That's going to be for the student loan. So I was like, oh, man. Here we go. The first three classes should be fun, but that is what it is. I'll try to figure out some other money later. So I'm not saddened by it. I'm just, uh, I know I'm looking for some additional scholarship money if possible, because it is pricey. But other than that, I'm good. I'm glad it's sunny out. You know, it's pretty chilly, but, uh, you know, it's always a good day. Dane, what about you, man? How are you? How are you really? Sounds about right. Yeah, definitely sounds about right. Science so virtue. Yeah. So I guess he was there. Maybe we lost him. Uh, hopefully he comes back because it shows he's still connected. So I guess we'll see. He's always in our hearts. <laughs> oh, there he goes. He'll probably go back to the link and try to get back on. So we'll get back to him later on. Dennis, you want to answer it? That's cool. If not, that's cool too. No big deal. I'm doing uh, great as always, uh, but really am happy to uh, be in school with you now starting uh, here, coming up next semester, and uh, having a, a good buddy, teammate, and someone I trust uh, opinion and intelligence with to uh, be in classes with if we can make that work. Yeah, no doubt. Like, uh, I was thinking we are going to be able to get two classes together uh, for that. Uh, we'll the hey, Dane, welcome back, dude. You were here and you were gone. I was like, oh, oh, we got problems. So, All right, you hear me? 
Uh, yeah, loud and clear. Okay, good deal. Okay, now Dennis and I were just talking about, uh, you know, school registration starts Monday. We're talking about register for two courses together this semester. But it looks like the second course is not offered, so we're going to have to push that back a semester. So we'll be in at least one class together, it uh, looks like. But we actually register for it on Monday. So, um, Finally got someone to do my work for me. Pretty happy. Right. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call roll number. Yeah. That's just happening. <laughs> and, and that's good management strategy. Good management strategy. And yes, back to mascot status. Back to mascot status. You never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> but it should be interesting though. I know I was talking to my the advisor about it, Aaron, and he was saying that uh the course is called statistical technique for business decisions. He said it's pretty hard, but um he said it's good that you know we already know someone in the class and we can go out and divide and conquer. Absolutely. Anything, so that, uh, anything in the world, whether it be sports, uh, business, capitalism in general, a network, having people, uh, no, should stress everything should not be on just one person. Uh, having that uh, together in school was awesome because it started out when I started at University of Dayton. Um, achieve the grades I want to achieve everything but being by yourself just having another uh, opinion or another way to hear an exact fact does go a long way yeah for sure so I think it's really good we good bouncing ideas it's actually going into the class and then the discussion and there's more discussion over in and everything so it'd be good to do that and then be able to kind of see what others opinions are of different it's gonna be mostly I think professionals that are out there uh, doing this program so um, yeah. That'd be interesting to hear their points of view and how you know there's different ways to skin a cat, and um, you know hear their uh, I guess perspective on things and how they go about different things. So, Jimson, looking forward to it. Dane, I know school's not gonna be your thing. You don't want it to be your thing, but you know I'm looking forward to it. Just at least get it started. I'm sure once I'm into it, I'm like, what was I thinking? It's a terrible idea, and I can't wait for it to be over in October of 2021, hopefully I stay on track. So, No, that's We're good. I'm glad it. you guys are doing all that thinking. Like the extent of my tough thinking out of work this week was I was really trying to decide if I wanted the low-fat cheese puffs last night or the pop with the hot spice on it, Cheetos. And I decided <laughs> to eat both because I'm a large person. So that was kind of the extent of my thinking. So I, I applaud you guys for everything you're doing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There is a lot of challenges. You need at least three letters after your name to make that decision. I'm That's true. PhD, probably. It was <laughs> tough. And then they had the cheese puffs, the regular ones, for two for $6, or the jalapeno ones for three ninety nine for just one bag. And it was extremely tough decision. I was standing there in the supermarket for like five min minutes staring at them. And I finally decided to go with the... Two ninety nine deal for get two for six because you know I'm our discount person on this call. Well, well, well decision. Quantity versus quality is always going to be a rub. Um, obviously, you went quantity there. Uh, support that uh, in things that actually work for. Yeah, this is important stuff here. <laughs> no, it sounds like it. We have a lot of important stuff to get to today. Some good, some bad, some funny. Uh, should be interesting. Uh, so I'm going to just kick it off and go through everything. Start my my sports weekend. 
Um, what's girl boys basketball? They actually won this past weekend uh, on their senior day. So I think they ended up 14 and seven going to the tournament. Um, doing pretty well overall. Um, I'm looking forward to see what happens there. Uh, one of their seniors, uh, Kalen Kenny, he decided to drop 38, had a career high in that game. So that's a good send off his last home game. So, you know, good for him. Proud of him and everything. Proud of them and their team. They're doing well. Uh, Hanover, they're still doing Hanover things, 16 and 8. Um, doesn't sound doing anything crazy or spectacular, but um, they're doing all right. Um, next, Michigan basketball, 17 9 overall. I'm hoping to make the tournament. I'm going to tell. They're not ranked. No one cares. But, uh, hey, I do. That's all that matters. I do. That's Man all. That is on the podcast. Bro. That's true. Yeah. So, because of that, no one cares. because of that, everybody cares. And lastly, University of Dayton, they're holding it down 24 and 2. They're 13 0 in the Atlantic 10, ranked number five in the AP and the coaches full. And OB Toppin, their best players in the running for the Wooden Award. So lots of good things happen at UD. Um, I'm excited about it. My parents going to the game against Duquesne today. Uh, they said it's a sold out crowd, which is no surprise. Um, I think if they if they win, they can do well in the A10 tournament. I mean, there's a possibility that University of Dayton Flyers could be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and I think that'll be pretty cool. So, so if uh, the terrible team from North Canada. Um, plays UD in the tournament now that you're a UD student like myself. Yeah. What are you rooting for? Uh, I mean, I'm still I'm still rooting for Michigan. Hands down. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not going to change my allegiance. I mean, I've always liked University of Dayton basketball, but deep down, I'm always going to be a Michigan fan number one in whatever sport that it is. Football, baseball, basketball, which they are ranked number one in baseball right now. I know it's early, but they're there. Um. But yeah, that's, I that's can't wait till we deport them to Canada. Yeah, man, it's not happening. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but one thing I did want to kind of say, kind of throw out there that um, in the Mod Sports Weekend that I kind of saw in different conversations, Cincinnati Bengals, they have the number one pick overall. Uh, should they trade with the number one pick? And does Joe Burrow have any kind of leverage to force that trade? Well, Manning did it. Uh, there's always leverage. It's just if it turns out for the way you want it. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but will it actually happen? Probably not. Right. But I mean, but like John Elway did it back in the day, but he also already had a baseball contract. Eli Manning did it, but he's also a Manning, you know, first family football, and they have a lot going for them. Joe Burrow True. had a few of those things going for him. So I think he pretty much has to kind of take and deal where he goes. But – I don't know. Dan it's almost you. kind of a it's almost kind of a LeBron James situation. You're going to be the first pick. The hometown team's picking. You don't really want to go there. You'd rather go see some palm trees or some nightlife and live the life. But at the end of the day, you almost got to do it. You got to look at your legacy. If he alienates the hometown crowd right away coming into the NFL, it's probably not a good thing. I think he goes to the Bengals. It's I like think, buying the it's like buying the cheaper cheese puffs. You just got to do it for the deal. Uh, yep. Hopefully, Mike. Hopefully, Mike Brown allows whatever general manager there and the coach Zach Taylor to get some talent in there, help them out a little bit. I don't think the Bengals were as horrible as advertised, but they could definitely improve. And so, hopefully, they're going to do something off season to try to improve themselves and be better overall. So, and to give they're this kid a, a little bit of help. 
if you look at any research into the draft where they say top needs, someone uh, Google looked through ESPN all of them on Bengals needs, and they basically list about every position. They're like, yeah. well, they need this, 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 this. Like, all right. There's only probably, so many rounds in the draft. They probably have a need about everywhere except for running back and I'd say safety. I'm still not sure about Sean Williams, but I'm cool with Jesse Bates. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. The D line are getting older. Um, I'm not trying to make this a Bengals podcast either. I just, I came across that one of everybody's opinions, so I'd throw it out there. We'll discuss that another time, especially since the combine's next week. I think it's next week. And um, the draft will come up soon, so it'll be interesting. But better than a Michigan podcast. Nah, man, Michigan podcast would be great, especially because not many of my listeners are from Ohio. So, oh, now they're your listeners. Dane, did you hear that? <laughs> you, hey, DJ, I just got one thing for you. You ready? Yep. Me, DJ. Yep. O H. I O. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> Terrible. Go blue all day. But, you know, and one other thing I was going to say is go to, it has to do with Cleveland Cavaliers game. What's up with your boy Andre Jumman getting posterized last time by Bradley Beal? That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh, but I like this response. He goes, I walked away from the court and we still won. And they won. Number one win for JB Bickerstaff. I hope he doesn't get used to it, but it sure felt good last night. J.B. Bickerstaff. I mean, the name, the, the Bickerstaff name is back in Cleveland. How do you feel about that? I, anybody can win games, man. I, I don't care. You know, I mean, <laughs> I know we're going to talk about the beeline thing later, but, you know, getting a win, that's all I want is wins. I don't care who's doing it. I just want wins. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I want watchable basketball. You know? No, that's, un- that's understandable. Fred, Sexton had 15 fourth-quarter points last night. It was nice. Good comeback win. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it's start. We'll see how it goes, see what happens. So, all right. First first segment, we're going to go ahead and just kick this off. Dane, Dane's Chronicles, what do you got for us this week? Were you on the road this past week? That's the question. I didn't do a whole lot this week, but I will say that there's – I want to talk about a very important subject. It's, it's very <laughs> challenging now. I want everybody to understand out there. And that's the pickups that you make where people are going to try to convert you to some kind of religion. These are the scariest ones out there. These are the ones that make you want to stop the car and get out and run as fast as you can. Another reason to wear basketball shoes or something so you can get away as quick as possible if it gets to be too much. So I get this guy at the hospital. Real nice guy starts talking to me right away. I'm nervous because he's talking a lot. So we're driving down the road. And all of a sudden he goes, well, what do you think? You know, I don't even know how the conversation shifted into this. But he started trashing the Catholic Church, said he was a Catholic for 30 years, and they were doing it all wrong because I'm sure he's an expert. And now he's converted to the Baptist Church and was trying to tell me to come, and he gave me this pamphlet. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And I find myself talking to God, like, please, please, where is the stop so I can get this guy out of my car? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, now I'm going to God. He has converted me. Like, if you are up there, please get this man out of my car as quick as possible. So I'm, like, whipping around town, and finally I get this guy out of my car. And then the worst thing is he leaves his phone in my car. Now I've got to go back and talk to him again, right? I mean, oh. <laughs> just, That's rough. 
down and you get in your lift, people, no matter what you believe, that is not a good time. For one, that person's already driving around and has probably heard enough garbage for the night. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, that religion's a bad thing. I just think when you're in the car and someone's trying to focus on the road to get you to where you're trying to go, to please let right. them be. Let them be with that stuff. Save it for another time. Two yeah. questions. Was it Southern Baptist or was it other Baptist? Second uh, question, was he wielding snakes, Baptist, back there? Oh, I think he was full-blown. He was talking about, I go to Africa now, I go to this. He was a guy that was, you know, obviously done very well for himself, was pretty wealthy and probably needed to spend his money on something. So this guy was telling me he was going all over the world to, like, save people. You know what I mean? Like, he was full-blown missionary, like, full-on Bible stuff, like Paul himself reincarnate, like, going around and trying to convert the world, and he didn't care if he was a martyr and all this stuff. I was like, oh, my God, please save yeah. save me. <laughs> right. I'll make you a martyr right now if you don't shut up. <laughs> I know. You know, and like I said, I'm all good about that stuff and everything. But man, when you're out there driving and it's raining and stuff like that, I mean, the guy was so fervent into his stuff that he left his phone in his car and I had to go talk to him again. It was it was a terrible experience. But he did tip, well, so I got love for that. Now even talk I will say this. One last thing. If you're gonna tip the driver, you can talk about whatever you want. Cash what was he wearing? I'm curious, so I can peg the religion. Oh, this it's tough to peg those. Tough to peg them. Well, what was he wearing? Khakis? Was he a state farm agent, or was he I, going more Birkenstocks? He was an old retired businessman, so he just kind of in some regular pants. Like I told you, I try not to look at the people too much. So he's in pants <laughs> and you know, and a collared shirt, and I picked him up from the hospital, so I didn't think nothing of it, you know. So. You just uh, never know. Always be on your toes. Get ready for that stuff. I was ready to dive out the window of my own car. I'll tell you. <laughs> so Someone's going to be a martyr in this trip, and it might be me. And then real quick, it also goes the other way, too. So if you're getting in somebody's car for a trip and you're a Lyft driver, dude, I got in this car where the other day to go to the bar. Thank God I was still sober. And he was saying... He was giving me the history of Liberia and Africa and its relationship to America, and he's pop quizzing me back there. I swear to God, I almost stopped, dropped, and rolled at 65 miles an hour off the highway. I, I just couldn't take it anymore, and I might have if it was the pickup on the way home, right? <laughs> he's just like, he was loud. He's like, did you know this? Did you know this? I'm like, oh, please. Why? What? Do, how do I get these rides? Like, God, please. What am I doing wrong here? You know, so... <laughs> Just just some tips out there for everybody, but the most important thing is I will listen to whatever you want if you give me that cash money. That's what I'll end with. Well, at least your guy, when you were riding, was educational. I can't really hold it together for the people that point out the obvious and create chatter for no reason. Like, uh, I got picked up from... Uh, uh, my parents' house uh, not too long ago that are out the country, and the driver immediately said, did you know all these uh, cornfields were around you? <laughs> <laughs> of course I what? Just being in the car, even I've never been here before I know this. It is right there. <laughs> I just kept my mouth shut and stared out the window at the cornfields, just calculating, you know, how many there were in case I didn't know. 
I mean, that's yeah. the worst. I mean, I'll take any other one. I like conversation. I'm not like, but don't just start it with just blatant stuff. Like, hey, did you know that, you know, we drive these on roads? Yes. Yes, I was aware. Sometimes I don't drive them on roads, but they don't like it when I do that. Well, I know this guy started talking about Liberia. I was like, what, is this New Jersey? I go, what the hell? What are we talking about? <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, that's funny. That's funny. Well, yeah, Dane, watch out for that. As long as they tip, you know, hey, you just got to go suck it up and deal. Yeah, the non-tips have kind of depressed me lately, so I haven't been doing it too much. But I'll have to get back out more this week. We'll see what happens if I get some time. Do you ever just answer in ways to confuse them? No, I'm usually ready to basically jump out of the car at most points. You know, like the oh, obnoxious drunks that are demeaning and, you know, out of control. I actually deal with them better than the people that, like, want to get real technical with stuff. Like, oh, my God, like the religion one just kills me. That's why I had to talk that out there. If you're a listener out there, please avoid that conversation. Treat my car as the bar. You can be wasted, but don't talk about religion and politics. Thank you. <laughs> well, that. I think for one of these, uh, you should tell me when you got one of the technical talking people, and then I'll call in, and because I really enjoy just like, well, those cornfields. What do you think? Those go by acres, or um, where are you from, Kettering? So, do you guys go by acres out there? What, what's your measurement for yardage? What do you guys do for that? Is everything like that? And just let them just get confused and talk. Well, the good part is I have the Amazon Echo in my car. They can talk to that. I'll even offer it up, start a conversation with Amazon. Just leave me alone. <laughs> so. That's all I want to see. I'll see the, the start that conversation with the Amazon Echo. And they can just talk to that the whole time. Just get there and drive. You don't even have to worry about it. You put some headphones in, not listen to them. It's perfect. It is. It is. I'm pulling out all stops to keep my sanity. <laughs> you should have said... Baptist, huh? If you spelled that backwards, how would it sound? Would it be a different religion? And just let them go. Let them try to figure that one out. That would be enjoyable. You got to be careful with those guys. You never know if they freak out then. You know? You got to be careful. Okay. I respect religion. I'm a religious man myself. Just uh, maybe not that one, but you get what I'm saying. Confuse and attack. Yeah, because when you're in your own car, you're kind of the bartender and bouncer at the same time, so got to keep that in mind. And Dennis, you got to remember, throughout all, you know, no matter the cost, you got to get the tip at the end of the night. So, got to get the somebody, tip. Right. Somebody just got to suck it up and deal. So, you're creating conversation. They just don't know they're having it with themselves at that point. They're answering their own questions. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll let him try it out. He'll he'll report back to us on the next day in the Chronicles. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try to do that. Look, really good at it, Dane. Give me a call. <laughs> I gotcha. I'll be like, talk to this guy. I'm trying to drive. That's perfect. I'm Rod Burgundy. <laughs> I can just see him now. You can hang it up now. I'm good. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they'll be sitting there silent the rest of the ride. That's perfect. As long as they give you the tip at the end. But yeah, they will be pondering their existence when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, NBA All Star Weekend. DJ, I don't know if you watched any of that or not. Dane, I know you did. I thought it was a solid weekend overall. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't really watch the, the games on Friday night. 
But I did watch like the skills challenge and the dunk contest and the three point contest. And I did watch the game on Sunday, and overall, like, I thought it was a good event. Uh, you know, it kept my attention. It wasn't too long, and the actual All Star game, they actually played a little bit of defense in there, and they're they trying to play for something for a little bit. And they had a lot of highlight dunks, which is even better. So, the the All Star game was fantastic. That's the best professional basketball I've seen like with that much talent on the floor, like right. it really separated the men from the boys. I'll tell you that. And yeah. the men on the court were definitely Leonard who won the MVP with 30.7 rebounds, four assists, best guy in the game. I think he's the best player in the game. He had LeBron out there doing his thing. Davis, Chris Paul surprised me. He's such a competitor. Go out there with 23 points. Hey, I didn't assists, know he, dude. I, I didn't oh. know he still get up like that. What was that two-handed alley-oop dunk that he had? What's up with that? He said vegan diet he's on. That almost made me want to do it. His old could get up there and stuff that ball, and he said it was the vegan diet. He yeah, said how many times? Diet. How many times? Oh, how many come times on. Chris Paul dunk? I knew he could dunk, but like he's like thirty-five years old, going up and getting the alley-oop two-fisted like it was no big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was crazy. So that was Team LeBron. Team Giannis. Giannis is such a freak. 25 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. But he looked a little tired in that overtime. The guy that really looked good, and I've been dogging him a lot because I'm out here in Philly territory, and I think he's lazy. But Joel Embiid was unstoppable late. He was taking it to LeBron, trying to cover him, everybody trying to cover him. Davis, you know, yeah. he had 22 points and 10 rebounds. Um, hey, Rudy Gobert surprise of the All Star game with 21 points and 11 boards. A motivated Embiid is actually pretty good. I don't like him personally. I just don't like him. I just have to care so, you just go out there and play. Like I said, he plays a lot of times. Like, that bring out the best of them. So, that's always going to be his downfall, in my opinion. But that's just me. Yeah, if I yeah. played, if I played one on one versus LeBron to a hundred, do you think I could score one point? DJ, if you played one on one against me or Dane to hundred, you probably wouldn't score one point. <laughs> I mean, I got a pretty mean hook shot. Just saying. No, probably I mean, not. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, I will I will say, too, Kemba Walker was good with 23 points, but he kind of disappeared when the game got physical and the big boys were playing. Uh, the young guy of the surprise was Trey Young. That dude's a talent. Uh, Ten assists was really critical in that game. So, I mean, and just the intensity of the game going down to a free throw to win the game. Uh, James Harden played well for Team LeBron. It was just an awesome game. If you didn't get to see it, definitely should have watched yeah, it is definitely worth it. You know, good game. Plus, they were playing for a couple charities. I think uh, for, I guess, two different charities and within the city of Chicago. Um, that's going to benefit the, you know, kids or the youth of which both charities. So, it was overall good. I didn't look up those charities, but I know that they were definitely invested. The players are invested. You know, players are even playing a little bit of defense, which is kind of crazy. Um, John's playing defense all game. But, you know, all in all, it was definitely good. It was definitely entertaining. And, you know, definitely a win for the NBA. I probably still won't watch him until the playoffs, but you know we'll see. That's just me. Yeah, I applaud Always the NBA. The I applaud the NBA for that. Supposedly the whole thing was Chris Paul's idea, 
who's president of the union. And uh, you got to give Chris Paul a little credit, the ultimate competitor, to come up with a format that made guys want to play. I mean, it was awesome. Right, right. He wears khakis. Yeah, well, he gets paid for it, so it's all right. <laughs> That's very true. Whatever. Yeah, I'll wear yep. whatever they want me to wear if I'm getting paid for it. Yep. You want to – really? You want to back that one? No, don't, you know, these are going to come with some off-the-wall outfit for you to try to wear. You know, that's just how his mind works. Yeah. So, on that. I'll start saving my money now, Dane, if you want to own that bag. <laughs> you ain't got enough to pay me to wear what you probably want me to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ju- I'll drop you off in the middle of Cleveland. Let's see how you make it home like that. <laughs> I think you drop off any of us uh, in the middle of Cleveland, no matter what we're wearing, we'll be lucky to get back. <laughs> oh god no but um yeah no all in all though i thought it was good i don't think any other sport can make that translate like nfl like the pro bowl is pointless i don't even watch it you know they should just i don't know what they should do they should have additional coverage for super bowl week personally but i don't know i get it you know they want to try to reward the players and everything and i'd rather they're in one place but it could probably just have a flag football game and let everybody hang out on the beach and kick it and have just much of an impact on, on the sport. So, What I think they should do is change the Pro Bowl into uh, NFL team versus the Pro Bowl of college all-stars and have them play and see uh, so the young guys get to see what the real deal is and the old guys get to pick on them. Everybody wins. The only thing I could see is people being uh, – just changing how some of the college players play to hurt maybe NFL to get their team to win, but that would be. I don't know. I don't. I don't think NFL players go for that. I think they they just want to sit back and relax and chill out, and they want to come up against these college players that are trying to prove themselves. So that's just me. Right. Oh, I didn't know this was about them. I thought this was about me. Okay. No, sorry, dude. That's how it goes? Yeah, but the players are that's getting played to play, paid to play in that game, so. You know, it, it, exactly. They, they're they got to do something with it because right now it's a colossal favor, uh, failure. Right. So you know, but it's better than watching reruns of Gilligan's Island or something. So that's why it's still around. It is not better than that. The skipper was the man. <laughs> skipper, terrible. I was one of more professor. Last, last time I go on a three days cruise, no, I'll stay away from cruises for a little bit. So it'll be all right. But uh, no, let's go. Let's move on, man. Let's follow these the Astros cheating. Um, I don't know if everybody. I'm sure people that do watch sports understand that the Houston Astros won the World Series in 2017. Uh, it has now been confirmed that they had some kind of elaborate uh, system stealing signs related that message to their hitters in their home ballparks. Uh, this was uh, shown to be an advantage by the numbers in the playoffs, by how much better they hit at home versus away against the Yankees. No, it's not the whole playoffs, but specifically against the Yankees in the World Series. Or, I'm sorry, in the in the ALCS. Same thing against the Dodgers in the World Series. Um, there's a lot of outrage over it. Um, I don't know. You've seen that overall. I've seen a lot of outrage also because of Mike Fears, or Fires, how you pronounce his name. He's a pitcher for the Astros in the top rank. He's one of the basically lower on this. Um, I have my thoughts on that as far as him kind of being the person that spilled the beans on it. But then, you know, if you, why is he talking about it now versus trying to bring it in the middle of the season? 
but now I guess it appears that he did try to bring it up during the season. And people try to say something about it to Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball doesn't want to hear anything about it. So now they have to do something because it's right in the open. So now it's more like baseball peers versus, you know, everybody else as far as correction. take as far as it was the Enron and MLB. The only thing good about any disasters or anything is it creates money by people now buying technology and the reading signs. I'm in, buy that stock because it's going to change. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's like it was anything new. I mean, like, I think it was Jonathan Lucroy, who's a catcher in the major league, said, you know, he basically changed, they changed their signs constantly because they knew that teams were doing this in general. So it's not like, it's not like oh, yeah. baffling thing or something that was, like, surprising to any players in the league. Um, I think it was mad that the Astros did it well enough to win the World Series. And the numbers were blatant enough to show how well they did it. So, I don't know. Well, Robin's racing. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I mean, it already happened. So, I mean, what do you do? Do you take the title away? When college does that, I'm always like, it's meaningless. Like, you know, they take wins away from schools. Well, they actually happen. You can take them away all you want. But those people won those games. I mean, I know it's cheating. I mean, I kind of looked at the Premier League. They just suspended Real Madrid, one of the richest teams in the world, in all of sports for two years from the Premier League. I know it's getting appealed, but that's pretty severe. I mean, in Major League Baseball, what do you do? Just say the Astros can't play for a year or two? I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. I think I, – I just – I'm not exactly sure what you should do. I'm of the belief that a lot of teams were cheating. They said there were six other nations, six other teams about doing cheating. So, I think you got to kind of blown up. But it's horrible, but at the same time, they're all doing it. They got caught because of it. If you want to do this, you the kind of stuff starts. And uh, I think the penalties, they just keep on going. You know what I mean? We can do it. Well, the only good thing that can come from it is uh, we use it as leverage to get Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. There we go. I'm with you on yeah. that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, Pete, he's, he's been seaside out long enough. I, I would – I'll definitely be cool with Pete Rose went to the Hall of Fame. Especially with, you know, all the other bad people that are out there in this world that are Hall of Famers, and you're going to keep Pete Rose out for for that, yeah. for this period of time? Like, it's crazy. Well, so, think about that. Andy bet on his own team. That's a good point because Pete Rose, why is he out? And, and think about it. The Chicago Black Sox, Shoeless Joe Jackson, this happened, what, 1918, 1919? They're still banned out of the Hall of Fame. That's because they took money and didn't even actually throw the game. So what the problem is, there's always secure punishments when you mess with the integrity of the game because there's a lot of gamblers with money on the line. People have to have trust in the league. It's fair. So if I look at it, I'm thinking that there definitely should have been severe consequences for the players that were involved. Get the World Series stripped from them. Why can Pete Rose not get the Hall of Fame? I mean, okay. Rip it. Always keep in mind that the Hall of Fame is actually a separate entity from Major League Baseball. Yep. So that's something to always keep. True. True. Yeah, so I mean, that's tough. Yeah, if you did want to send a message, what do you what are the what are the message was that 
the Astros is they stripped them of the championship and then they weren't allowed to play any games that next season. So they can make no revenue, no money, everybody's hurting, owners hurt, players are hurt, and for just one season they couldn't play. Can't do that because of the money. That's a pretty What should have happened is the players got immunity for for finally confessing to what they did. So really the punishments are pretty severe. I mean, what are the exact punishments? They took away a bunch of draft picks and stuff. I don't think you can suspend them for a year. It's just too much money. Right. Not not just their money. I mean, yes, everyone might think that's a solo penalty, but it's not. There's TV. There's everything. I mean, there are the other people that, that people are working the ballpark as well. Yeah, you're right. It, it would take away from them. You know, and you don't want to. You don't want to yeah. them because it's not really their fault that the players and the coaching staff decide to do this. So, yeah. Capitalism. There's too many people that would be affected by uh, uh, groups' mistakes that did not have anything to do with it, with that move. But um, titles, um, individual salaries, individual positions, all day. I mean, yeah, Major League Baseball made a deal with the devil by uh, telling the players they're immune if they told them what happened. So, but could, the was there a way? Got- is there a way to tell exactly which players were involved? And to the extent that they were involved? I would say the whole team had to have been involved. Everybody had to know what was going on, correct? I would think so. That's tough, though. That's tough, though. Everybody had to know. Everybody knows, but if people were trying to talk about it and say something to Major League Baseball during the season when it was happening, and Major League Baseball turned a deaf ear to it and didn't want to hear it, how can you penalize the players? How can you penalize everybody? Because even though the players may have known about it, there may have been some players or pitchers that didn't want to participate in it, and they tried to say something about it, and they basically got shut down by the people, you know, by the authority figures. But how can you penalize everybody that was on the team when the players that weren't involved could have reported it and it wasn't getting – it was just come, it came from, like, deaf ears? How could you do that? That's why they're getting a meeting right. and they took the managers out. Right. Because that's that's about all they can do. Because if not, there's gonna be an investigation further into it and they're gonna come out to probably figure out that Major League Baseball could have done something and they didn't, and then it's gonna make them look even worse than what they already do. Yeah, next time they're they're penalizing the bat boy on this one. I mean, yeah, there is a there is a uh, just like the banning the games, there is a, a thing where others that don't uh, contribute or cause the discrepancy should be penalized. Uh, you know, that's that's not that's not all right. I know is one thing's for sure, and this isn't going away. The players won't let it die. So, and even right. LeBron James is out there stirring the pot. So, there's you know, this is the first time Manfred's really gonna have to earn his money as commission. Yeah, well, and there's like five or six other teams that are going through an investigation as well. So, it's gonna happen. It's all going down. Are they still called bat? Are they still called bat boys? Because that's not very. Uh, there's bat boy. There's bat boy and bat girl. Anybody? Okay, bat girl sounds like a superhero for some so, reason. Yeah, but no, they 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 have both. Go on. And they put them on the back of the jerseys. So that's what I'm on this podcast for: bringing the hard hitting facts and the real. Issues, not this whole, you know, cheating millions of dollars and things. I just want to make sure that uh, 
the title of the bat gender is not sexist. <laughs> 2020. Uh, exactly. <laughs> on, on that note, DJ and the hard-hitting questions, uh, for the next segment, the hard-hitting question is, what are the best places to eat after 2.30 in the morning and before the sun comes up? <laughs> All right, real quick, preface this. Are we talking about entertainment to eat? Or are we talking about what, actual what, quality what, of food? Because we already asking, talked about what's White What's the Castle. best place to go? I'm yeah, going to kind of from a different angle, but what? where's the best place? What do you like to do at 2.30 in the morning when you got to eat? Yep, when you got to eat. You're out hanging out, and then you decide, you know, I'm going to get some food. You're good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can you go first? Uh-huh. And, and I, you know, yeah, I mean, I can go first. Like, I, I personally go to. Uh, I'm always, I'm always a, a fan of Waffle House. Um, you know, I have a rule, technically. You know, I kind of broke it. Recently. I went to the Waffle House. Uh, it was before midnight and after dawn. So once the sun comes up, there's no one Waffle House. So I broke that recently. I actually have gone there for breakfast. I don't mind it, but typically I have to be in the right state of mind to go there. And, uh, that's kind of been, always been a staple for me. Um, Taco Bell is always solid. That started way back in the day, back in college. Little old uh, Hanover. Uh, make that trek out to Upper Madison to get the late night Taco Bell. And um, another place, I have to talk to Lee. It's a place in northern Kentucky that Lee would always take me. Uh, we would do. And it was a small little diner in northern Kentucky. Um, it's gonna make me mad that I can't remember the name of it, and I'll come up with it later on after doing a little bit of research. But no, Dixie I've been Chili. there too. That was always solid. But um, but I just asked him this last week for this podcast. And I forget the name, so I'll look it up. I'll get that back to you. Obviously, I've been there a few times. Obviously, not in the right state of mind. I always remember the name of it, but it always was solid. And um, you know, those are kind of my top three. I know DJ is a huge White Castle fan. He has brought a case to create to a bar before, but I just couldn't do it. So, White White Castle and Waffle House up there. If we're talking drive through, it's Taco Bell, but not going to Taco Bell and sitting down. Um, but yeah, uh, Waffle House All Star Breakfast can't go wrong. If you ever get real bored, ask the cooks working late night what's the weirdest thing they've ever seen there. You will be sometimes scarred for life by their answer. Uh, let me let me jump um, in. I can tell like, you that growing up, first job I worked at Taco Bell, and it was always interesting when you're working late night on a Friday or Saturday night Taco Bell, what you see comes through the drive-thru. So I gotta say, I'm leaving it at that. I'll tell you all about it later on, but I'm never surprised by anything that happens. Yes. <laughs> What else you got, DJ? Anything else? I got a nice little list here. Well, I mean, uh, no, it really is. Uh, Waffle House All-Star Breakfast actually does trump uh, oh, yeah. White Castle for me. Doc, for me, Perkins, the Tremendous also. 12, solid. Yeah. Yep, so I'm going to kind of tackle this a little different way. So – at 2.30 a.m. in the morning, all right, after you're leaving a night of excitement and debauchery probably, and you're feeling the hunger, it really depends on what you're looking for, right? 
So I'm going to start with Taco Bell. Taco Bell's when you're leaving by yourself. You might be in the Uber. You're starving, but you're not too drunk. And you have them take you through there, and you get the 10-pack taco and a 64-ounce code red because nobody sees you. And then you take that home, and you just destroy it and pass out, right? So Taco Bell's good when you're rolling solo, and you need it quick. You got to get to bed, all right? Mm -hmm. Number two on my list, Waffle House. That's where you go with the boys. You don't want to take the ladies to the Waffle House. That's where you go with the boys because it's a no judgment. Waffle House. Your boys are not going to judge you for getting scattered all the way with jalapenos and chili and hash browns and God knows what you're eating, right? <laughs> yeah. Smothered covered in chunk is what it's called. Use the there you go. House. So you know you're going to get served pretty quick, and then we can talk about the night's events and plan the next ones. So Waffle House is kind of good, and it's great comfort food. It's absolutely terrible, but great after 10 tangerine tonics. So that's <laughs> We're going to roll on to Perkins. And Perkins is where you go with the ladies. This is where you're showing class and an immediate need in a 24-hour period. This is where the ladies, if you still got to spit some game and close the deal. All right? And let me give you some hints in Perkins. You have to behave in Perkins because their tolerance for being out of control is kind of low. They'll call the cops on you. Now, they have a lot of great food, but I'm going to go with the comfort classics. Show some daring. Get the meatloaf. It's excellent. Don't get salmon in front of the ladies. Makes you look like a pansy. It's 4 a.m. You want meatloaf. That's what tastes good after a bunch of Jack and Cokes or rum and Cokes or Tangerine Tonics. You can't go wrong with the meatloaf. So Perkins is where you go when you're trying to be in the game, right? I'll take it to my next spot, right? Wait, I only go to Tiger Woods. Woods. Well, that's you guys are spitting game then, probably. So that makes sense. So. Right, it does make sense. <laughs> so my next one, Sorry. my next one's very important. All right. So this is what happens when someone slips you Jack Daniels in your cokes instead of Captain Morgan, or they're either Captain Morgan and you're drinking Jack Daniels, <laughs> or you're doing shots of Jack Daniels, or you're just irritated and you want to go start some start some action. You go to Denny's. Denny's is where you go to fight, right? Denny's has a high tolerance for being out of control. So it really has to take it to another level before they call the cops on you, all right? It also is a good place to go if you don't want to start the fight because somebody else sure as hell is going to. So it's great. <laughs> just get, get into it, all right? The chairs don't hurt too much when you get hit by them. I mean, it's just a great place to go. And not to mention they have excellent breakfast food if you can actually make it to the food. All right. So I recommend the Grand Slam. Now I now I yeah, now I know why they call it the Slam Burger. That's right. Denny's is where all the action is. I highly recommend it if that's the kind of feeling you're getting. All right. Then out here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, you have all these diners, right? You don't know what the hell to expect in these places. You don't know if the food's bad, terrible, or good, probably not good. Great people watching. So if you're in the movie, you're just kind of zoned out, and you're really wasted, and you just want to watch people, the diner is the place to go. And you always have the unexpected fights in the diners. So, you know, the diner is when you just want to look and watch and not really know what's going on. And then lastly, I'm going to finish with White Castle. White Castles go when you are completely annihilated. Don't know you were even at White Castle the next morning, yeah. other than the fact there's a bunch of little boxes laying all over the place, all over <laughs> your 
and you don't even know who was there. White Castle, and you definitely knew you had the White Castle because your stomach's going to start feeling a little weird after that first cup of coffee. So let me tell you, White Castle's where you go when you don't know what's going on. And that's my list, the 2.30 a.m. spot. Yeah. Hey, and I want to jump in and give two two other um, lay recommendations. Dennis and I used to go to these places uh, when we lived together in Oakley. Huh. Um, we'd always count on rallies. It was always open. At any point in time, yeah. you go through the rally drive through they were there. I won't say it was solid, but it did the job for the time being. Dennis, you agree? Oh, route, yeah, and I don't know about the whole not being solid. Just remember where routes are located, though, because rallies can be located. I always call it kind of the gateway to the scary areas. So you got to watch out where you're at going to rallies. Don't get lost. (laughs) I got the girl with me. We're a a diverse car ride. We confuse people. Right. All right. Next, though. (laughs) Um, Steak and Shake. You never go wrong with Steak and Shake. Great times there. You should try to keep DJ from eating the peppers that are at the table. But never dull moment. Always great people watching. Usually pretty good food, good service. Well, once they good service, good no, food. No, no. But they're slow. They are slower. But, you know, you're kind of waiting and you're kind of BS with people. Usually they're the group people. So you have time to wait. You're not in any kind of hurry to eat. So it's okay. I hate steak and shake. I, I don't hate know why steak I can't and eat shake. You only go to steak and shake if you're not hungry. And they starve you so much that it's usually the sun's coming up and you still haven't had your shake or burger yet. Well, that steak, and shake was actually, that steak and shake was actually pretty solid. DJ will vouch for that. We've had plenty of good times, funny times there, and um, never too many dull moments. I don't, I don't know why I'm not allowed to eat the peppers <laughs> if they're free. I mean, <laughs> you had a few moments with them, and I, don't, I personally don't want to deal with that again. So... <laughs> If you put peppers on the table in front right. of me, I'm going to eat the peppers. And lastly, it's it's pretty much just a Cincinnati thing or a Midwest thing, Skyline Chili. Um, can't go wrong with Skyline any time of the day. But the Skyline by us was open on the late after the bars were closed, so we went there quite a few times. Was not mad about it. And, um, and everybody should try out some Cincinnati Chili. It's different. It's great. And you'll be hooked. I promise. Oh, well, you guys know I'm very passionate about Skyline. That's my favorite thing. Uh, like, I eat way too much Skyline. Um, and there's only a few that are open up past, like, nine. And if you find one, you covet that place. You keep it Yeah, close. I, uh, you know, I feel bad for the people out here. They don't get to experience that. And I don't get it any longer, which is horrible. It's an excellent choice. Good call, Terrell. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I thought about that. Well, you know, I need to bring that to the table because – Especially if it's open on the late, it's a good spot for sure. So, good. Hey, they'll put crackers in front of you. Am I allowed yeah, to? Yeah, but I haven't seen you do anything stupid with crackers, so I can deal with that. We need to hang out. <laughs> All right, push on because I'm sure we can always talk about the late 90s on the regular uh, as much as we want to. But the next segment, it's the 40 year anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, which is one of the largest. Upset the history of sport. And I know Dane's kind of our resident fat guy. And I'm sure you have a nice little lineup here for this. So, Dane, why don't you take it away and let everybody know what, what it is for this, uh, the Miracle on Ice. So, this could easily be the biggest upset of all time. This was an all-amateur U.S. team 
against a Russian team, you know, that, that Russia had won the last four gold medals, right? And, and just to specify, we're talking about the sport of hockey. I don't know if I said that or not. Yes. But ice hockey. There we go. Okay, go ahead, Dan. Yeah. So, you know, basically, it isn't even just the Russian win. It's how they did it, right? Because they came into this not expected to do anything. You know, the Cold War is getting brutal. Iran's still holding our hostages. Russia's ready to invade Afghanistan. There's a lot of stuff going on. You know, the Olympics is a place to really show it off. And the U.S. team, get this, they were the youngest team in the tournament and the youngest hockey team in U.S. history, all right? Go into this, and what people don't realize is they were winning a lot of games. They actually beat the Czechs, who were the second favorite team, all right, to uh, win the gold. Then they played the Russia in the final four. They were down 3-2 in the, fourth, in the third period, and the U.S. scores two goals to win which is absolutely amazing. And then after such a high of winning that game, they actually went on to beat Finland for the gold medal. All right. I can't think of a bigger upset in all of sports, right? There's other huge moments, you know, Jesse Owens against, you know, breaking all the records against Nazi Germany, but he was expected to win. This team wasn't expected to win. And that's why I think it might be the greatest moment in U.S. sports. That's debatable, but with the situation being such a massive underdog in Lake Placid, New York, uh, just an incredible thing. And, you know, we're celebrating 40 years as of today, and it's, it'll always be a great moment in U.S. history, not just U.S. sports. 100% I agree. Uh, one of the best, greatest upsets of all time. Um, I don't know if I've seen the movie Miracle. It's actually a Disney movie, but it's actually, I think it is a great movie uh, showing kind of how they put that team together and how Herb Brooks and his coaching staff went about that and the players were going to go through in order to, uh, you know, beat the Russians because they played them before the Olympics and they got beat like 14 to 1 or something crazy. Like, it was bad. And um, so that even enhances the upset, the fact that the Russians beat them that bad previously and they were able to come back and, and – um, have that win. So it'll always be remembered for sure. Do any of the upsets in the movies Mighty Ducks? No. No. All right. Well, then that's the greatest absolutely of all time. (laughs) I was (laughs) was talking about the Mighty Ducks with uh, with Caden today because he has hockey sticks and we were playing hockey in the house. Kids, I don't recommend playing hockey in the house if you're going to. Have fun with it. Don't break anything so your moms don't kill you. But – Oh, Not DJ, possible. Mighty Ducks, I just thought that. They're coming back. Disney Plus, I read yeah, that today. Disney what? Plus is going to be a TV show. Amelia Estevez is going to be on there and everything. So, yeah, it's coming. Amelia. Yep, he's back. So, I much rather prefer Judgment Night, but Mighty Ducks was good. <laughs> good for him. So, but no, like, hey, can't go wrong with Mighty Ducks. I grew up on it. I, I, yeah, Knuckle Puppy. Knuckle I'll, show, I'll show Kate in the movies because he hasn't seen him yet. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to, you know, see how he takes that long. He loves hockey, he loves sports. So, whatever sports movies out there, I'm going to throw it at him. All right. Pushing forward. Well, Lastly, rapid fire topics. Um, the first one. All right, Dane, we're coming after your Cleveland Browns. I think he was their number two overall pick, like, uh, was it a couple years ago? Off of no, the he was actually was the actual Los Angeles Rams number two overall pick, and the Browns signed him as a free agent, I believe. 
because they uh, I think they traded for him is what happened. Okay. So okay. And the in the Browns defense, they were not going to re-sign him because he led the league in holding him was absolutely terrible. But he has just been busted with 157 pounds of weed yes. at the U.S. border. At the U.S. border. And for he million dollars last year. Think about that. Like, why do professional athletes continue wow. to do stupid stuff that's going to mess with their money? And now he's going to go to jail for it because there's really no way to to get out of that. Like, he's going to be serving some kind of jail time. If he has the best lawyer of all time, like, but he could face, what, up to 20 years? Yeah, he's facing 20 years. So, I mean. Yep. Make, and you know make, what? About that, what's what's a pound of weed worth? Six hundred bucks wholesale, you know, at one hundred and fifty-seven. That's at ninety-something thousand dollars worth of weed. I mean, what a knucklehead! Yeah, how I, much could he made off that shipment? Right. Yeah, I saw like some kind of breakdown where basically, if he played like thirteen snaps during the season, that's what was that's what it was worth that he got busted for. Yeah, the dollars. whole thing. The whole thing, not even his cut or whatever he was getting to deliver that. Right. So, I don't know. That's tough. I mean, you're messing mess with your life in general. Not, you know, secondly, you're messing with your career. You're messing with your money. He's not going to get that kind of money probably ever again because uh, he'll probably be in jail during the, the prime years of his career. So, unless some miracle happens and he somehow gets out of it or gets something seriously reduced, I don't know. That's just tough with that amount of weed in the car in sealed bags. That's another thing. It, they're in sealed bags. So it's like it was a you know intent to distribute. Right. What a what Man. a horrible thing. Like if I'm going to Mexico and I'm bringing back 157 pounds of something, I'm bringing back cocaine. At least I'm gonna get paid. You can't make no money off 157 <laughs> pounds of weed, dude. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean Man. Oh, I love it. I love the way our podcast <laughs> But here's, go. here's one thing, though, and I'm going to shout out because there's precedence for this stupidness. So, Greg Robinson, you're not the only idiot. In 2001, the great Dallas Cowboy, Nate Newton, got busted for 213 pounds of pot and then got busted for 175 pounds five weeks later. How that, awesome is that? Well, that's good. At least he's considered. Yeah. Yeah, yep. true. So that's our flashback moment. But so, hey, so I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, we talked. We can kind of touch on it earlier. John Beeline resigning from the Cavs and taking a different position within within an organization. I don't know if it's front office position or what. But uh, obviously, he was asked to step down. He agreed. It was time. And Dane's happy because they actually got a win when he wasn't coaching. So. I mean, I think he lost the team, obviously. We talked a couple weeks back about him calling the team a bunch of thugs, and he said, I meant to say slugs or whatever. Either way, the team did not appreciate it, it seems like. I heard that the team would randomly play songs in the locker room all the time that had the word thug in it, I think just to kind of get under his skin and show that they don't respect him. Um, and that was just tough for him to get to come back from. And probably didn't help anything else, but he's probably an old school coach. And players don't want to be coached like they're in college. You know, they want to be coached as, you know, from professionals. And he's never been around the NBA to know how he should coach them. So there's just a lot of factors that have gone against him. I'm glad Barkley came out and defended him a little bit, though. 
uh, Barkley trashed the Cavs on TNN, TNT, and it wasn't even a topic like their topics they do. He actually brought it up at the end. He says, you guys stink. He goes, you got a bunch of young players that think they're good and they're not. No veteran leadership. And you have 14 wins and you're the worst team in the Eastern Conference. So I'm glad Barkley called them out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in basketball, players got to play, right? They're who win games. So, you know, Beeline's a great coach. He probably was not the right hire. I would say he wasn't. But the way them players treated him, uh, you know, you're terrible. You need to practice a little bit. You're 19 years old. They played one year at Alabama, Sexton. Come on, man. Garland, you played six games at Vanderbilt before you got hurt. You look like a 14-year-old kid out there that can't score. Come on, man. I'm done with this. I don't even want to talk no more Cavs. <laughs> All right, well, since you're not talking about the Cavs anymore, we can go and move to the Blue Jackets. They start to slide. Uh, we talked about the injuries of Seth Jones last mm. week, their best player. Question is, should they trade to compete for the playoffs or should they sell and prepare for the future? Since they've already had half their team hurt already, now their best player is hurt. You know, the struggle's real. What should the, what should the Jackets do? Oh. Uh, I was watching. They played Philly twice this week, and uh, Borkstrand on the very last play of regulation broke his ankle, and he was their best scorer. And now he's out till at least playoff time. So you don't have Borkstrand. You don't have Seth Jones. You don't have Cam Atkinson. You're in, you're sitting in the wild card spot still, but you've just lost seven in a row, and I think the injuries just caught up with them. I think they have 340 man hours man games lost this year in the NHL, which is unheard of, and that's the most. Right. Uh, I hate selling. I hate not going for it. I want to keep the playoff streak alive, but I just I, – I, it might be time to throw in the towel. I, I you just – you're not going to have your best players for the stretch run, and, the, and I think it's just not worth it then giving up anything more. And they don't have a lot to give because they gave up most of their picks last year. Right, right. So – Hey, it's just tough when you know you're probably if even they get to the playoffs, they're probably not going far in the playoffs. You know, that's just what it is. But but if you I'm not saying you burn your cap and uh get rid of everyone, but you go for the playoffs with a few adjustments and the the positive if you lose first round or whatever, the people that don't get as much time as your stars, you you see what you got with them for future. And they've seen a lot of that this year because of all the injuries right. they've had. They had some great players with uh, the monsters, but I would say too that if you did make the playoffs, you're going to have your star players back for the playoffs. So I mean, I just right. don't think they can make a stretch run right now. Not yeah, not from what I've. seen. Yeah, they, they brought up the players from their minor league system. They, they played well. I mean, they're playing super well the past month, you know. And then now the stars that they still that's that were still playing are getting hurt now. This is tough, you know. It, it's just it's the NHL. It's, it's, it's a real league, and it was just a tough situation for them. So I don't know what they should do. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get after the flying V and the triple deke and the knuckle puck and everything like that, and you know, score goals in NHL. But you know, I'm not counting on it. And it's really depressing because the team was playing good and and had a great streak. They're the best team in hockey for two months and uh, actually got up to number two in the Metropolitan and was like the fourth, fifth best team in hockey record-wise and everything, and then all these injuries hit. It's just uh, it's sad because of the state of professional sports in Ohio is god-awful <laughs> other than maybe the Indians. So it's really sad. Hey, the Red Legs going to be all right, man. Red Legs going to be all right. Don't hate on it. Come on, yeah. not listening to that garbage. That ain't, I ain't buying it. 
I'm I'm, not hey, they were all right last year. It's just they had a terrible start to the season. Yeah, the Red Legs are pretty good. Yeah, they, that's a yeah. pretty good. Right. So, the date hey. Dragons. No, nah, man, hey, they come on over to huh. our side. Don't worry about the tribe. Be a Red Legs fan. And I promise you, you will be rewarded. It'll be all good. It'll be worth it in the end. Oh, man, I already got to watch enough god-awful sports with the Browns and Browns and Cavs. I, I ain't leaving the Indians for the Red Legs. Come on. I mean, you're out there watching those un- – the You're out there watching those underachieving team. Phillies. You know what I'm saying? You know, they got Bryce Harper and everybody. They're not even making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're no better. Than yeah, them. it's been a really because the you know I'm in Flyers territory and Flyers fans are generally obnoxious and piss me off. And uh, we lost twice to them this week, so I'm not having a good week. <laughs> All right, before but before we start picking this the Fury Wilder fight, Dane sent me a tweet. About uh, Antonio Brown, so it shows Antonio Brown benching. He was benching probably like 315, 320 pounds, see like two or three times. Got up, amped up. He was hyped. And Dave, what did he even run into? Did he run into a machine? Yeah, he ran into some kind of machine. Looked like some kind of pull down machine or something. Where like when he hit it, it came down and jacked him up, knocked him down, hit him on top of the head, hit him right on top of the head. (laughs) Must watch. So, Carb- so as our resident meathead DJ, what is proper etiquette when getting the best lift done after you after you complete that great lift? Yeah, you do have the record at Hanover. So I know the first thing he did was he called uh, Blunt to let him know that he had the new record, but we won't go there. Yeah, I don't know if I uh, anybody should follow what I did. Uh, um, I was um, seeing a little bit of red pretty jacked up when I moved it. Uh, I stood on top of the bench press and I pointed at some O-linemen and told them to get on my level because I thought they were weak for our team and I'm a DB. (laughs) Yeah, watch me watch calling out bigger teammates. Very, very good advice, uh, DJ. I like that. Yeah. If I'm stronger than all of them. But let me just say this too. Uh, Stuff like this Antonio... Brown video is why we have Planet Fitness today, just so everyone does. <laughs> yeah, but hey, the impressive thing was with the offensive lineman from Iowa that was hand cleaning 450 pounds and did uh, reps, did five reps easy. Like DJ, I'll see your video of it. It was insane. Yeah. I've never seen anybody do hand cleans like that. It was like he was hand cleaning 175 pounds. It was not a big deal. Like he kind of, he kind of did a half squat on the fifth one. But the other, the other, like four, like he That's just straight snapped it up to his chest. It was crazy. That's right. The dude I want on my line. That's what. Yeah, you have to see this video. I, I encourage everybody out here to look at that because that that was uh, probably one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. That dude probably could go to the Olympics lifting like that. Yep. His, his NFL Absolutely. stock probably completely, completely went through the roof because he could do it because of how easy he um, did those hand cleans. So well, think I, about the kind of combination of coordination and power that dude has. I'd be sold on that too. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, all right, big boxing, big boxing match tonight. Heavyweight champions Tyson Fury against uh, Deontay Wilder. Who you guys have? Yeah, <sighs> the power versus the technician. 
you know. Wilder's 130 favorite. Uh, and Vegas is always right. So that makes me nervous because I was liking Fury for this. They're both uh, heavy. Like, Fury is like 18 pounds heavier. And so, so is Wilder. Wilder's like 16 pounds heavier than what they normally are fighting at weight-wise. Yeah, Wilder's coming in at 231, which is by far his biggest. And he looked ripped, dude. He looked impressive. Right. And Fury's coming in at like 276, and he has fought at that weight before. But Wilder's still giving up 40-something pounds to a guy who knows how to box. Right. And, and I think has the reach on him. But, like, Deontay Wilder can come up with a haymaker and knock the dude out quickly. Yeah, you and Tyson I mean? Fury is taller. I mean, Tyson Fury is built for heavyweight boxing. I mean, even – I mean, he just – I, you know what? I'm really rooting for the American. I want Wilder to win. Uh, the fact that Vegas has him favored has me a little nervous with my pick. I also think boxing is still corrupt, and I think that boxing has a lot to lose if Wilder loses because they want that U.S. market. We want another great U.S. heavyweight. I'm not saying it's going to be fixed or not, but I think boxing in general would prefer to see Wilder win so he can unify the belts against Joshua. Oh, I'm still going to say Fury. I think he's the best. I think he's the best fighter in the game right now. But Fury, one thing is Fury's already mm. thinking about retirement. Like he's already talking about like after this fight, I'm thinking about you know not fighting anymore and all this stuff. I think if, Dude, if you, boxer fights Joshua, they're going to take the they're going to take the championship from him. Like Joshua, I think is a weak link out of the group for sure. Tyson Fury, if you've watched him, he's a showman. He says all kinds of dumb stuff like that just to get in the media. You can't believe anything he says. You can't believe his weight. You can't believe what he tells you. He just he puts stuff out there just to be in the media, which is smart. That's what you got to do. Yeah, it's what you need. Yeah. I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I got I got Ali in three. Hmm. Yep. Now Ali yeah. wouldn't last thirty seconds yeah. versus these two guys. I'll tell you that. Oh, just shut your mouth. Don't. That was that. a different time, DJ. That was Greatest a different boss. time. Ali was like 6'2", maybe, and like 215 max, right? No, he wasn't even that. I, no, yeah, he was. I, I, thought he, I thought he was like 225. He's 6'2", like he 225. Was? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think – it was just a different time. I mean, these guys. Frazier, Foreman, Tyson. No. These guys nowadays are a different level of athlete, just like all the other sports. Mighty Ducks did it. No, they did have Char- they did have Charlie Conway. So who'd you pick? Who you got, Terrell? Who'd you take? <laughs> I'm going back and forth. Like I, I, I think technically, I think that Tyson Fury is going to be winning the fight throughout. But I think Wilder could knock him out. That's the only thing. It's a it's a thing. Wilder has the best punch in the game. I mean, it, it, that's what he is. He's a puncher, and that, He's that's a puncher. Some serious yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like it's technically, I've seen him you know, technically losing a lot of fights, and all of a sudden, boom, he has that has that haymaker, and he's got him, you know. So, and I've yeah. never, I've never seen anybody put him to the canvas. I'm not saying he hasn't gone to the canvas, but I've never seen it. So, I don't know. So like, I, it's tough. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Wilder, but I think I think Fury very well could just technically outbox him as long as he doesn't get caught. And it's tough in the heavyweight division, you know, because, you know, they, the punches, they, they have something behind them, and a lot of people won't stay up on them. But I think well, I, 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 you, 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 what are you doing? 
I think I'm gonna go with Wilder. I do. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick. I like it. I, I just think you can't go by their last fight. Supposedly, their last fight, Wilder was sick before the fight. He only weighed 211 pounds. He knocked Fury down a couple times, but Fury uh, was just coming off a cocaine binge, an alcohol binge, and he weighed 450 pounds and was just getting back into it. So, right, right. I think that fight is you got to throw it out. I think we're going to see a fight for the ages tonight. I have high expectations, and it better be because the cost is very high at $75 tonight. Right. I don't know if I'm going to watch the fight. Like, I might get it here, but only if I'm going to have people come over. So, <laughs> and I don't know yeah. if that's happening. Is, is Butterbean no, still boxing? No. I'll take Wilder then. <laughs> all right. I got I'll Fury. Take... You two picked Wilder, but we're all rooting for Wilder. That's the U.S. Oh, yeah. guy. We yeah, def- definitely death root for Wilder well, for sure. If you think about it, the reach and the power the other way, but, I mean, Wilder's pretty tough. He's pretty tough. I'm taking Wilder. So. All right, it's we have our picks. We see what's good, man. Uh, looks like looks like we we pretty much made it through, man. We had quite a few topics uh, in the podcast this week. We kind of rolled through. So thanks for coming on. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I don't know how long we're all gonna be able to still do this podcast together. Um, we'll see how the days we're doing the Lift Chronicles might be getting another position at some point in time. But uh, you guys have been working working hard, and me doing school. We can try to coordinate schedules, try to make sure there's a day of the week that we can we can get together and talk. So y'all just y'all just let me know. Yeah. So. I'm in it to win it. And I want to hear Lift Chronicles and I want to be a part of one. <laughs> now I look forward I look forward to that too. Um anybody out there is listening, any of the topics, you guys want to say something to us, cuss us out. Leave a voicemail. Go ahead and do it. Go out there to the Anchor app. Look up uh, Always Relevant Podcast, and you should be able to click the link and leave a voicemail. Hit, us up on, hit me up on Twitter. Is at Franchise1122. On Instagram, at TerrellDwayne11. Uh, you guys got your handles if you want. If not, that's cool, too. Uh, I know he's Nighthawk uh, on Facebook. I mean, he's at, he, he's at what? That's at D at WeBD. Yep, at D DeMeo on Twitter. At D DeMeo for Dane on Twitter. He, I like it. Dane's in the social media game now, and uh, I think he's enjoying All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything to close today other than uh, no news on LeBron coming back. And with that, I'm out. <laughs> All right, man. See y'all later on, DJ. See you later hey. on, man. Hey everybody, this is our favorite segment, Relax and Take Notes, and I don't really have much to say today, I just want to kind of go back to a topic that DJ and Dane and I discussed during the podcast, and that's the uh, Cleveland Browns offensive lineman, uh, Greg Robinson, getting arrested for having 157 pounds of marijuana in the back of a rented SUV that he had near the uh, U.S.-Mexico border. You know, it's an unfortunate situation, um, it's unfortunate that he put himself in that situation, Um you would hope that he wouldn't willingly do so um, just because he has a good career going. Um, you know, not everybody has the opportunity to have the, to be a professional athlete 
And it's always frustrating when you see professional athletes doing stuff to mess with their money and mess with their livelihood because to have that kind of money coming in, you know, most other jobs, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to have that. And, you know, unfortunately, it's probably something he's going to realize, you know, down the line. You know, hopefully, you know, for him, hopefully he doesn't have a sentence that's too harsh. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll get to hear the story behind everything. But, you know, just the people out there, just hopefully make good decisions. You know, obviously, I'm a little bit older. You know, I'm 38. Well, I'm 37. I'm turning 38 this year. But, you know, I've, I know I've made stupid decisions in the past being a, a younger individual. So I get it. Um, hopefully, you know, I've learned from those mistakes. Hopefully, he'll learn from his mistakes. But those young professional athletes out there, do stuff, do whatever you want, but try not to do stuff that's going to mess with your money because it's kind of hard to make up. Your value drops even if you can come back, and, uh, you know, it's just tough to come back from. So those are my thoughts. Uh, I had fun with Dane and DJ today. Had a little climb a little bit, talking mostly sports. Um, like I said, school's coming. DJ and I are going to be in class together here soon. Y'all hear about the stories and hear about what we're going to be talking about. Should be interesting. Uh, another show's in the books. I look forward to the next one. Hope you guys too. Till then, talk to you soon. Later.